0: It's time to talk Mariners baseball.
1: Holy smokes. With
0: spring training just around the corner, we are geared up for baseball. This
1: is at the wall and it is
2: gone into the bullpen for a two-run homer. Some serious hang time from Nelson Cruz. It's
0: the hot stove on 710 ESPN Seattle,
1: 710sports.com,
0: and the 710 Sports app.
1: Hello again everybody and welcome to the Cactus League Report as the Mariners get ready to take on the Cleveland Indians here in Goodyear, Arizona. I'm Rick Riz along with Aaron Goldsmith and Shannon Dreyer, producer engineer Gary Hill. Spring training well underway. The Mariners now have six games under their belt. They are two and three with one tie on the springs. So it's believe it or not it's starting to warm up just a little bit folks down here in Arizona. Not much I'm, still, wearing still fleece, on the cool side. I'm wearing fleece. it was really cold and rainy you last have a jacket and, uh, and a sweatshirt well, maybe that's why i'm a little bit warmer today but uh yeah i'm still waiting for the arizona type of weather guys but uh it's it's fun watching this ball club come together a lot of baseball yesterday split squad game yesterday between the mariners and the padres in peoria and the mariners and the royals uh, over in surprise arizona and And Aaron and Shannon, what are some of the things that have stood out for you guys, Uh, a week's worth of games? into spring training 2018. Shannon?
3: You know, one of the things that's really jumped out at me, Rick, is how ready the pitchers are. You don't really see the guys kind of easing into things. Yesterday, James Paxton, a little bit, you know, getting his mechanics, which are important for him. That's Mm -hmm. something he has to work out. But they're coming out. They're throwing everything. They have a game plan, even if they're just throwing two innings, which is a little bit different. Um, You've got Scott Service uh, having the catchers get together and, and discuss what that pitcher needs to work on before every outing it's not just a matter of shaking their hand and hey you know we'll do what you do want to do right when they get out to the field it's something they're talking about beforehand even from the very first outing so you know to me they seem so much far ahead of the curve than i think we've seen before they came in camp not just ready to work but they're already throwing everything yeah.
1: james paxton yesterday aaron two uh scoreless innings, getting his first out in the cactus league season we got a heck of a scare a couple of days ago Over in Mesa, when we saw that line drive off the right forearm of Felix Hernandez, the good news is that he's going to be just day-to-day. X-rays were negative. It could have been a lot worse, but uh, that was a scary sight. That was terrifying. You're right. It sounds like he will uh, miss a start here in the Cactus League, but everything will be okay in the long run for Felix.
2: But, man, he was looking very sharp before that injury. And, Rick, uh, you have essentially called every pitch of Felix's career. Can you ever remember him?
1: Uh, making a start, or the last time the Felix made a start this early in the Cactus League? I mean, you got to kind of go back. It's right? been a while. When he was a kid, obviously, you know, he got in there early and got things going. That was a long time ago, but they kind of a slow play with uh, Felix over the last couple of years to kind of watch his innings during the spring. But I'm glad he's in there right away, because we'd love to see this guy make his 25 to 30 starts during the course of the year. The Mariners need him. They need him to stay healthy. They need Paxton to stay healthy. That's your one-two, guys. In that uh, starting rotation, I love Mike Leak in this rotation because he's got the skills and the mindset to go deep in the games. And you have to have two, three guys in that rotation, Shannon, give you innings as a starter to take a little pressure off the bullpen because that hasn't been the case over the last couple of years. No,
3: it certainly hasn't. And, you know, they've built the bullpen a little bit differently to take some of the weight from the starters, but it would be nice if you don't have to do that too much and Mike Leake is going to help there. You know, there the good is is the theme this year and there's very yeah. little good when you see Felix hitting the arm and you get the scare, but perhaps perhaps there is in that in talking to him after, he was fired up because he thought he was throwing very very well right before he got that first inning was and was good, and that's not something he's a guy usually in spring training particularly early his first couple of outings not always there but he felt good about that so i'm hoping and i wouldn't be surprised if that kind of fired up i saw is going to be that little extra determination when he gets back and he had just a little glimpse of how things were working he cannot wait to get back out there yeah
1: that first inning against the cubs a one two three bottom of the first inning with a couple of strikeouts aaron Well, baseball is back at Safeco Field beginning Thursday, March 29th. with one of the biggest events of the year.
2: Of course, that's opening night. Festivities include red carpet introductions, fireworks, and a whole lot more. Great seats to opening night still available. Just check out mariners.com. You know, one of the uh, really interesting pitching storylines uh, so far, very early in camp, to me, is something that Scott Service has talked about and uh, Jerry Depoto also, and that is they have talked to the pitchers about Maybe a little Johnny Cueto in their delivery, which has been kind of interesting. We saw Dan Altavilla do it the other day. Uh, Chase DeYoung did it as well. But this idea of just having, at the right time, that brief pause, maybe that shoulder shimmy, something to throw off the timing. Because for a guy like Altavilla, right, it's hard sliders, even harder fastballs. Uh, There's nothing really soft. So something you can do to just change the bat a little bit, the bat speed a little bit. And
1: uh, who knows, maybe we'll be seeing a little Johnny Cueto. Well, with, with a guy like Daniel Tavilla who can throw 97, 98 miles an hour, 99 miles an hour, you, you want to jump out there and go get that fastball. When you got that little hesitation, you're out there too fast. All of a sudden, your hands are behind you. It takes your power away. So, yeah, not a bad idea. It kind of works for Clayton Kershaw. He's got that little hesitation in his windup. So, he's, he... He's had success with it.
3: Three sets of pitching eyes on the pitchers this year, so you want that extra. It's good to see that they, you know, kind of came up. Let's let's do a little something more. But now, you know, in addition to Mel Stottlemyer Jr., you've got Brian DeLunas in the ball in the bullpen, who's got that kind of academy and technology background. Then you've got Jim Brower, who is a little bit more of the organizational and the data background. Put it all together, get all of those eyes and all of those ideas. It can only help.
1: A lot going on here at spring training. Hey, folks, the time is now to join the club as a Mariner season ticket holder, Lock in the best seats at the best prices to catch all of the action at Safeco Field in 2018. For more information on the many benefits you're going to enjoy as a season ticket holder, log on to mariners.com slash 18. We get ready to take on the Indians here in Goodyear. It's the Cactus League report. A lot more coming your way after these messages.
0: Kick back and relax, and why don't you pass the chips and salsa? It's the Cactus League Report, live from the Salty Senorita in Peoria, Arizona, on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com.
2: Welcome back. Cactus League Report rolls along. We're here from Goodyear, Arizona, getting set to take on the Cleveland Indians. And earlier, we had a chance to talk things over with Mariners reliever Dan Altavilla. Well, Dan, your smile stands out no matter where we are, but especially here in spring training. What's it like for you to be back with the guys and smiling and being in the clubhouse and being up on the mound again?
4: Uh, It feels great to be back. Um, Just seeing everyone. uh, Mostly everyone's back in the clubhouse. Not a lot of new faces this year, which is nice. Um, Seems like everyone's off to a great start, and uh, we're excited to be down here. This is a little bit different of a feel from Camp's past, at least in in the DePoto era. We've been seeing
2: name tags this time of year in the clubhouse, but this year, it must feel a lot better to come in and kind of know
4: that basically things are pretty well set and the guys are kind of the guys that you spent most of last year with. Right, the chemistry is its already noticeably better right. and um, just getting to know each other. Uh, the new guys, it, it's, it comes really quick and there's not a lot of guys with big personalities this year. So, um, you know, we're excited about this year and we look forward to playing with each other. Last year, obviously, the pool table was a big thing. The morning meetings were
2: maybe an even bigger thing. There was a lot of camaraderie and chemistry that was built doing that. Are some of those similar things still happening this year?
4: Uh, Yeah, we still got the pool uh, tournament coming, and uh, we actually just ordered a a Uh, (laughs) pop-a-shot basketball game. So we're still waiting on that, and I'm sure there will be some kind of competition coming along with that as well. Now Jerry told us his version of this story. Basically, it was early in camp before position players were
2: here, or the majority of position players, but it was pitchers talking, and then there was a new Mariners outfielder
4: walking by, and he got tapped to be the guy to buy. Can, yeah. can you tell us your version of this story? So we were in our meeting, and uh, we were kind of just going along with it, and then Skip looks around, and he sees D sitting in his locker. <laughs> so uh, he kind of volunteered him to buy this, um, the Papa Shop for us. So. He's kind of like, Dee, what do you want to pay for? And, and, <laughs> and I guess in Miami, that was the thing that they had. And, you know, I look forward to having it in the clubhouse. So the actual purchasing of a Papa shot was Dee's idea? Yeah, it was. Yeah, because I guess they had it in Miami. Okay. And uh, Phelpsy kind of said, um. you know, that could be a good addition. So the pool table is not enough. There's there needs to be more of a com- competitive outlet for you guys. Yeah, I mean, we got the ping pong table, the pool table and now the papa Shot, so it's going to be it's going to be interesting. So this is the Peoria Dave and Busters is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it looks like that way. Uh, we're going to have to get some tickets and some things going so we'll see. <laughs> You look at this
2: Mariners bullpen, Dan, and it's pretty well set as we've kind of alluded to, uh, but you are in a position this year where, I mean, we've seen you before, right? Coming to camp with the ability to show what, we, man, we have seen you do at the major league level. What is kind of your mindset coming into spring training this year?
4: Uh, it's kind of the same every every year. Just come in, uh, be ready whenever they need me, and, you know, to come in, in the game and throw strikes. And uh, that's what I'm off to right now. And, you know, I'm just excited to, you know, pick some of the veteran guys' brains. Uh, like I have been have been in the past, and uh, you know, especially with the addition of uh, Juan Nicasio, Um just a big arm and uh, someone who I could definitely learn from. And a big dude, man. He is. A, he's <laughs> the first guy off the bus with Nelly, uh, right? Yeah, he's a massive guy, and uh, you know, he doesn't get much bigger than that. Now we haven't had a chance to see
2: Nicasio a whole lot yet, but he's a guy who's known for having a power slider, much like yourself. How much intricacy is there from one guy's slider to another? I mean, is there that much that he does differently than what you do, do you think?
4: Um, You know, it it can't be that much different. Uh, Maybe just a little bit different with the grips. But, um, you know, that's something I haven't talked to him about. But, you know, I'd like to as camp goes on here. When you think back to, man, not that many years ago, right? You're in the minor leagues as a starter. And now here
2: you are as a total power arm in a major league bullpen how long did it take you to mentally
4: say to yourself, I'm a reliever now? Uh, it took me a while. Uh, the transition at first was kind of tough just because I was so used to the four days in between. And um, But, you know, I made my debut later that year whenever they transitioned me, but it still didn't set in. And uh, I kind of went through that last year, kind of didn't know when to, you know, get up and stretch and get ready and, you know, prepare myself mentally. But, you know, coming into this camp, you know, I think I have a better feel for it now. That was in Chicago, right? Your big league debut? Yep, in Chicago.
2: Have you ever thrown harder in your life?
4: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. I had so much adrenaline that day. (laughs) So, you know, it was special. When you find kind of that sweet spot with
2: the slider, I mean, how does that feel coming out of your hand? Because that is such an explosive pitch and at times, Dan. We've seen it, an utterly unhittable pitch.
4: Right. I mean, whenever it's coming out well, like it has been these uh, last two outings, it just feels like I'm throwing a fastball. And, you know, that's the feel that I want it to be. And um, as long as I could stay right there, I could, you know, I could spot it to both sides of the plate and be really effective. And when we spoke in a season's past,
2: talking about command issues for you and how to really refine the fastball and the slider, you, you talked about really a lot of it working off the glove hand, which I think was surprising mm-hmm. to a lot of people. Can you tell us about kind of what you learned during that process?
4: Yeah, uh, it mostly just came down to uh, delivery um, and just direction of the plate. And uh, in the past, whenever you know the command issues were a thing. Uh, I would fly open with my glove arm and, um, and not stay closed. So right now I cut down my leg kick, and now you know the only option I have when going down the mound is to throw it to home plate and not spin off. So you know that's been a big thing for me in this camp, and uh, you know, I'm looking to just stay right there and you know, keep it short and simple can you tell us a little bit about some of your early interactions in terms of the coaching staff because there are some new faces on the coaching side it's not just Mel anymore talking pitching with you guys right uh you know we got Brian DeLunas and uh Jim Brower so you know just talking with those guys and you know getting a different um perspective on things you know they're big um you know track man guys and uh, Brian does a lot of the driveline stuff which you know I do the same so it's nice to you know see from a different side of things and you know, just to uh, get a different perspective on the pitching spot. That's great. You just brought up, like, two premier buzzwords <laughs> yeah. in baseball right now, right? right. Trackman and driveline. <laughs> Can you explain what both of those are? Uh, driveline, you know, it's just a weighted ball program, um, among other things, uh, like weightlifting program and recovery as well. But um, in the trackman, it's just the, you know, the spin rates, the arm angles, the, you know, the tunneling of pitches and, you know, it, it's all effective information that you know the game's evolving that way, and you know it's just you know it's it's another tool that you can use, um, especially if you're going through some some things where you know guys are inconsistent on the mound or their velos are in, inconsistent. It could be, you know, arm slot drops or arm slot hires. You don't you just don't know, so you know that's a that's a good thing to you know a quick fix. It seems like, and tell me if this is right or wrong that. Pitchers like yourself
2: for the last handful of years have been studying and utilizing those tools in the off season. But the majority, at least, of major league teams Hadn't adopted them yet, and now, as we can see, as you just described, now major league teams like the Mariners are bringing those things in house. Is that a fair way to look at it?
4: Yeah, it is. I I, I definitely think teams are um, going that direction, um, and it wasn't popular at first because everyone was kind of skeptical about it. But now that they see that they're working and, and they're really effective, I think I think you're going to see a lot of teams using it now. So, what is a typical driveline workout when you're talking about throwing the weighted balls? uh so I go through a warm up routine of. Uh, bands, uh, wrist weights, um, uh, trampoline rebounders, band pull-aparts. I do, I do many throws. It's probably a series of six or seven of them. And then, uh, afterwards, after I pitch, I go through a kind of similar recovery program with the bands, uh, you know, trampoline toss-ups, and then I get in the training room and, you know, they stretch me out so so it's a pretty big process when you're talking about drive line. it's it's not just uh go in there and throw a weighted ball as hard as you can there's a you know there's a lot that goes into it and guys don't really realize that think you throw a weighted ball and you magically throw harder but that's not how it works how heavy of a ball are we talking about uh it could be anywhere from you know two ounces to four pounds so everywhere in between that so does the baseball just feel like a golf ball afterwards yeah after you pick up that four pounder the baseball doesn't even feel like it's in your hand <laughs> Dan, it's always a real pleasure to catch up with you, man. Thank you so much for the time. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Always good to talk things
2: over with Dan Altavilla, Mariners reliever. Hopefully big things coming for Thunder, Dan, this season in 2018 with the Mariners. We've got plenty more coming up here on the Cactus League Report. When we return, former Husky, Mariners prospect, fine-looking young outfielder Brayden Bishop. He joins us next after this timeout on the Alaska Airlines Mariners Radio Network. Back to the Cactus League Report. Serving up
0: Mariners baseball with a kick. Live from the Salty Senorita on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com.
3: Welcome back to the Cactus League Report. We are here in Goodyear counting down to first pitch Mariners and Indians Ariel Miranda to make his second start of the spring. You know, it's been a lot of fun to see this guy in camp. You may be familiar with him from the University of Washington. We saw him some a couple of times last year as a minor league call-up, but this year outfielder Braden Bishop is up with the big league club. What's it been like to be in the clubhouse and, and to be able to go about your business with the big leaguers right now?
5: Well, first, it's a huge honor, you know, I think to be invited as a non-roster guy, huge honor. It's uh, not something I take lightly, and it's been a great experience. You know, I've learned so much. You know, I've been asking a bunch of questions. I mean, because obviously these guys do it at the highest level and are really good at it. So I'm just trying to take in as much as I can and just try and soak in, you know, all the information and knowledge these guys have.
3: You had the opportunity to work much with Dee Gordon out there?
5: Oh, yeah. You know, I think being in the same position group as him, you know, I get to see him, you know, work every day. And also being a, a great base runner, you know, probably one of the best in the league uh, it has been huge for me. not only to ask questions but just watch Um, and then you know obviously watching how hard he works you know on that position change Mm -hmm. is really impressive um and you know he's just so athletic so it's fun to watch
3: what have you seen from him in that transition
5: yeah i think the biggest thing is you know he's obviously worked very hard you know anytime you switch positions when you're in the middle of your major league career it's obviously a challenge but um you know he's just using his athleticism to make plays and that's the most impressive because a lot of times in this game it can get so technical, mm-hmm. uh, but it's just kind of a breath of fresh air to watch a guy like him, you know, go out and run around and be athletic and, you know, make great plays. So, you know, I told him I'm excited to see the first time he's on Sports Center, laying out in the gap, so uh, it should be good.
3: You get the idea he's excited to see that too. He doesn't seem to be easing his way in. He wants to make some of those big plays.
5: Oh, yeah, you know, I think uh, that's what makes such a great outfielder. You know, mm-hmm. I think any time you – look at the best outfielders through the history of the game, you know, they're risk takers, you know, obviously calculated risks, Um, but, you know, that's how they make the game-changing plays, you know, anytime you watch, like, a Mike Trout, uh, you know, the guy wants to make the big play, Um, and, you know, that that kind of mentality you know is how you take away hits you know you change games uh, on defense so he definitely has that in him so i'm excited to watch it
3: yeah i'm sure we'll see it and it won't take too long to see that something that's been good to see is you're getting into those early games and some knocks you're hitting a big 500 right now
5: yeah Yeah, i mean i'm not too worried about the average (laughs) but you know anytime i can uh get get my work in you know get timing down is super Mm -hmm. important uh you know i you know, I feel like early in camp, you know, getting beat a little bit with fast 93 looks like 103 right now, but you just try and slow the game down, you know, especially coming off the bench and seeing those guys at a bullpen. It's a great experience. You know, I think it only really helped me
3: great opportunity to see some pictures that you might not see this year as you continue your climb through the minors but also to get those hits special significance for you and uh you know you've got a tipper cap to what you have been doing for alzheimer's research the awareness of alzheimer's I, I can't imagine people don't know at this point but a little bit tell a little bit your story with that
5: yeah i mean i uh i decided to pledge money you know being an alzheimer's advocate um and somebody who fights for you know a cure hopefully one day uh you know, I pledge money for every hit I got in big league or minor league games, the spring training. and uh, So, you know, every time I get up, you know, obviously it's in the back of my mind, but you know, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't put any extra pressure on me, but anytime I can sneak one through there, obviously, it's special. So, you know, just try and raise as much money as we can, you know, I think, uh, you know, five or how many, five or six games in, you know, we've always already raised $2,000. So. Uh, I'm pretty excited to see, you know, how much we can raise once minor league games start and all those guys get in, involved. Uh, you know, we should raise a good amount of money and also a lot of awareness. So, It's yeah, A very personal special, connection
3: yeah. for you, too.
5: Oh, yeah, you know, I. that's the hardest part. You know, the most emotional part for me is mm-hmm. obviously I pledge because I have a personal connection, and, you know, I wish it wasn't so personal. But uh, it is, so, you know, just trying to make the best of it.
3: You look around camp and you see people with your wristbands, it could be your four mom or it could be, you know, anything along those lines. What does that mean to you when you see that?
5: You know, it's really special because, you know, I've developed relationships with these guys, you know, over the last three and a half, four years and uh, come up uh, through minor leagues with a lot of them. You know, some of them are in the big league clubhouse now and, uh, you know, it's just special because, you know, from day one, you know, I want to start this movement, you know, just get people talking. And now it's to the point where they wear the wristband. Somebody goes, well, it's a nice wristband. You know, what's it for? And then they tell them. And, you know, that was the goal, you know, because I can't always be everywhere. Um, and, you know, I can't be the one to always explain it. Mm-hmm. And so that was that was my whole point, you know, educate these guys of what the disease can do and, you know, how it can affect families and individuals and, and uh, you know, try and spread, spread the message of how, you know, terrible it can be. But at the same time, you know, the light that we can shine on it
3: yeah the opportunity to talk about it in front of the whole clubhouse a couple of days ago. I understand Scott service called on you in a morning meeting
5: yeah, you know it was uh definitely emotional for me you know standing up in front of everybody and letting them know what you know what's going on but you know anytime you know you see you know guys in that clubhouse so you don't always you know I'm a young guy you know I don't want to be a loudmouth in there you know I just like to you know stay to myself and ask questions and you know keep it professional but you don't always know what's going on behind the scenes. Uh, you really only see people at face value most of the time. But when you, you know, take the time to really learn about somebody, you know, you learn what they've been through, you know, the things they've had to overcome to get where they are. Um, and I, you know, I, I can't say that guys are gonna respect me anymore because that's really their decision. But uh, you know, it was an honor for me to be able to tell them kind of my story and how I got there, um, and how Alzheimer's affected my life, you know, and changed me as a man, helped me grow up a little bit quicker. Um, You know, kind of just, you know, take the bull by the horns a little bit and try to affect uh, change in a world that really there isn't much of. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, it was a great experience. and I think guys, uh, you know, I think they were pretty receptive and a lot of guys have reached out to me since. Uh, So, I mean, it was was cool but very emotional.
3: It seems like it's almost, um, you know, part of this team that they want people to do things like this and to turn you know it's a very tough situation but uh, good is something that was talked about earlier this Mm -hmm. spring and and for you to come up and give that story too I think really focuses is hey we've got it pretty good in this clubhouse right now what else can we do
5: yeah I mean you said it perfect you know I think everybody's going to be presented with situations through life that you know obviously aren't ideal but when you can have a mentality of you know I'm, I'm I'm not happy this happened but it happened so you know it's my choice how I react because really the only thing you have control of is your mentality Um, and you know I think one of the biggest things for me through this whole process you know whether it's been struggling in baseball or struggling in life it's that you're going to go through pains and trials but at the end of the day you choose what you want to write on top of it and you know I've just I've made the choice to write on top of it you know what I have so far Mm -hmm. is making a difference and not letting it you know, make a negative impact in my life.
3: Guy who walked by us a couple minutes ago seems to be really helping out. He and his family. Dan Altavilla signed on, and so did some family members. It looked like.
5: Yeah, yeah. You know, when I when Dan signed on, obviously I'm super thankful for anybody who signed on, but I was excited, particularly for him, because I knew that he was gonna, you know, run up the strikeouts, <laughs> and I think he's done that so far. So every time he strikes me I'm like, hey, man, you're breaking your bank. So. I appreciate that, but, uh, you know, he's all about the cause, and he has been since day one, so I'm super appreciative of that. Yeah,
3: special teammate right there. So what's the total right now? How many people are around baseball? And it's high school baseball. I think there's some college baseball, pro baseball. What do you got?
5: Uh, We just actually hit 100 last night, so uh, we got to triple digits. So uh, hopefully, you know, over the next couple weeks, you know, it grows a little bit more, and I think once uh, minor league camp, starts up fully i think we'll get a couple more but uh you know 100 is 99 more than i could ask for
3: well if people want to get if they haven't found a way to get involved how, how do they get involved at this point
5: uh they can either go to my twitter uh braden bishop seven uh, and there's a link to the donation explains everything or they can go to www.4momalz.com, mm-hmm. and then the link will also be there with also all our information on the the charity and our partnerships as well
3: all right so we got hits for moms k's for mom and anything else you can think of you'll put up there right
5: <laughs> oh exactly anything for mom <laughs> at this point
3: beautiful thank you Braden.
5: thank you appreciate it
3: Braden bishop doing great work on and off the field really opening up some eyes with this outfield work as well which has been a lot of fun to see we're getting you all ready for the mariners game against the indians ariel miranda soon to take the hill for a second start of the spring we'll be back After this.
0: Kick back and relax, and why don't you pass the chips and salsa? It's the Cactus League Report, live from the Salty Senorita in Peoria, Arizona, on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com.
2: Welcome back to the Cactus League Report. Now we hand things over to Jerry Depoto as heard on this week's Wheelhouse Podcast. Scott said something really interesting the other day in his office, in this group media session, Jerry, that I'd love to hear you talk about a little bit as well. And that is he made it kind of seem like um, more in times when it was just pitchers and catchers, kind of a group meeting where the idea was kind of thrown out there to all the pitchers of doing something to alter the timing of their delivery. Uh, But we saw Dan Altavilla do that the other day. It seems like a couple of guys as well. Uh, What was kind of the genesis of that conversation and the results you've seen so far as a result?
6: I mean, similar to when we spoke about Dan just a moment ago, Uh, this is something that we introduce to our players. Some are already adept at doing it and, and have, and I mean, some around the league are adept at doing it. It's something we've seen have great effect with pitchers who've come over from the Far East, you know, pitchers from the MPB, pitchers from the KBO who have these natural hesitations or quirks in their delivery that create deception. At the end of the day, pitching is about it's about your physical stuff, your ability to command your physical stuff, and your ability to deceive the hitter. Those those are generally the three, you know, I, I guess critical elements of pitching. And you know, we've got a number of guys who we felt like could benefit from potentially learning to deceive the hitter. We'll call it the Johnny Cueto effect. Yes, <laughs> you know, it's a <laughs> the over, shimmy, <laughs> the shimmy, the shake. The it's funny you go out now and you watch high school or college baseball, particularly high school baseball. And about nine out of every ten, or eight out of every ten prospects, pitcher prospects that we see, are going to have some form of the Johnny Cueto shake. Really, yeah. it's it's unbelievable. And I think it, the, the genesis of it is that the, they think it looks cool, so they well, try. It does. It. Yeah, just, it, <laughs> you look like a, yeah. It's it's bad. They're right. <laughs> so you know they, they they have fun with it. If you go watch this summer, flip on the Under Armour game, you're going to see some young guys with incredibly good arms who are all shaking like Johnny Cueto, and and uh, you know it works. It is effective. There is an element to it that you where you might overdo it, but you know we've we've introduced it to the guys. Hey, try it. Try a little hesitation like you might see in, in, in the, the Far Eastern delivery that we see from so many players that have come over from the MPB. Try the, try the shoulder turn and the, and, and the ball shield that we've seen so effectively help some pitchers who are otherwise ordinary, and they, and they wind up jamming hitters up on a 90-mile-an-hour fastball because the hitter can't see the ball. Try that hesitation. Try the shake. Whatever works for you. We've seen it. It has worked for Dan Altavilla. You know, Dan doesn't really have a changeup. So he throws—he's throwing in the mid-upper nineties with his fastball. He's throwing his slider in right around the average fastball. Sure. <laughs> I mean, he's going to throw some sliders harder than most people can throw their fastball. And as a result, the hitter really is not deceived. The speed is all the same. So how can Dan add that element of deception? Because it's funny, regardless of the velocity, the hitters at this level you can shoot it out of a cannon, and they're going to figure out how to time it if they see the, the velocity over and again. And the difference between 98 and 94 isn't big enough to, to create your deception. So Dan's used his body. We've seen it with Chase DeYoung in the early going camp, and I think that's really helped him. Uh, Marco has it. we'll call it the bull rush. Now, you've got the hesitation. You've also got the quick pitch. You know, it's something that we saw for years benefit a guy like Latroy Hawkins, who... Troy through in the mid 90s and he had a primarily fastball approach and he was able to create different deception by using different timing and how he went through his delivery and you know Marco's tried that and there are a number of guys in our camp Felix naturally does it and has been doing it for years alters his delivery to create ball shield. Some guys are going to pick up on it. Some guys are perfectly fine the way they are. I don't think we need to change James Paxton or, or Eddie Diaz. <laughs> but, the, you know, for the most part, the, the guys on the staff have, oh, boy, I guess, embraced the idea and run with it. And it, and it's, it's given us some early returns.
2: So how do you know when is the right time to utilize that once or two times that you end up using that in a game?
6: You know, a lot of times, and I know when we were growing up, one thing we were told as pitchers is when when the the hitter fouls the ball straight back, not fouls the ball straight back up in the air, you know, 100-foot fly ball in back of him, but fouls the ball straight back off the screen. That's kind of indicative or telling you that he's on your velocity. He's timed your delivery. Now is when you have to do something a little bit different. Uh, there's, it's, it's reading swings, it's, it's something we teach, try to teach our scouts, it's something we definitely teach our young catchers
2: and something that if we're doing our jobs right, our, our young pitchers understand our thanks, as always, to General Manager Jerry DePoto. Plenty more to come here on the Cactus League Report. When we return, we'll hear from outfielder Ben Gamble after this time out on the Alaska Airlines Mariners Radio Network. Back to the Cactus League Report. Serving up Mariners baseball with a kick. Live from the Salty Senorita
0: on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com.
1: Well, the Cactus League Report continues tonight from Goodyear, Arizona as the Mariners get ready to take on the Cleveland Indians. And this a reminder, get on board. For the 2018 season, as a Mariner season ticket holder, whether you're looking to spend quality time with family and friends or have more face time with your employees and clients, Mariner season tickets provide unmatched value and versatility. Visit mariners.com slash 18 for more information. Rick Riz, Aaron Goldsmith, Shannon Dreer, and you. The Cactus League report from the Valley of the Sun. The Mariners and the tribe coming up in a little while. Here's a chance uh, for us to catch up with a young man right now who... Really burst onto the scene last year, originally with the Yankees organization. Came over a couple of off seasons ago in a trade by Jerry DePoto with New York. And man, what a year for Ben gamel Came up early in the season last year when Mitch Hanniger went on the disabled list. He was called up on April the 26th. And was he impressive? Last year, he had 275, 11 home runs, 59 runs batted in. And for a little while there, because he had enough plate appearances, Ben Gamble was the leading hitter in the American League. I had a chance to catch up with Ben earlier today at the Mariners Spring Training Complex. Visiting with Mariners outfielder Ben Gamble, what a difference a year makes. A young outfielder coming to camp last year, Ben, what were your thoughts coming here, coming over from the Yankees organization, and all of a sudden early in the season, there's an injury, Mitch Hanniger goes down on the disabled list. you get called up, you had an incredible year. Thinking back to a year ago, what was going through your mind down here in Peoria, Arizona, a year ago?
7: Um, you know, I was just just trying to compete. Um, I was getting, you know, I was playing pretty much every day this past past spring, and you know, I just wanted to show everyone what I could do. You know, tell them, show them that I could help this team win ball games and go from there.
1: Tell me a little bit about this spring. What did you do during the off season to get ready after the year that you put together last year?
7: Um, you know, I've kind of stuck with what I've done every year. You know, it's really get after it in the weight room. And, you know, I just did a little more speed training this year and, you know, just did my normal hitting routine and stuff like that.
1: You come up to the big leagues last year uh, with the Mariners. Uh, you were with the Yankees organization early in the season. Uh, what was your mindset? What was that like for you the first few days in the big leagues, you know, with the Mariners? Because you really took off right after that.
7: Um, you know, it's – just trying not to press early. For me, um, you know, trying – you can't get three hits and one at bat. So, you know, just trying to let the game come to me and stuff like that was the biggest adjustment I had to make. I, you know, you, you try and do so much when you first get yeah. called up and, you know, you want you want to be seen and stuff like that. So, you know, I just – I had to take a step back and just kind of let the game come to me.
1: You had uh, a couple of incredible months. At one point during the season, when you finally had enough plate appearances – you were leading the American League in hitting. You had that incredible month of June, I think, where you hit like three ninety-three. What was it like for you that that month? And did the baseball really look like the size of a grapefruit at that point?
7: Uh, you, you know, the season you're gonna have your ups and downs, and you know, I just you know, I was I was hot, I was hot for you know a while. I was just you know, I was really really hitting fastballs well, and I wasn't missing my pitch when I got them.
1: You hit lefties and righties. Same way, two seventy-five against lefties and righties. How how did you do that?
7: Um, I've you know I, I had a BP thrower when I was very young that was left-handed, and I don't know if it comes from that or what. I've always just you know felt comfortable against lefties.
5: Who
1: was that guy? I remember you telling me the story last year.
7: Clay Daniels, he's a scout for the Angels. He's with the Diamondbacks now.
1: What do you think about uh, the ball club this year? I mean, you're going to be out there in left field. to is being right field. D. Gordon out in center field, learning a new position. How have you helped D Gordon make that uh, transformation
7: here at Spring Training? I'll tell you what, D doesn't need as much help as he thinks. He's gonna be really good out there. Um it's been been very good, you know, as long as we're communicating, um, I think we'll be very good out there.
1: You guys cover so much ground. Is that going to be the big thing, a ball in the gap like that? I mean, uh, you got D Gordon going to his right, you going to his left. I mean, you, both of you guys are going to be there at the same time. So, what's that been like the first uh, week of the spring?
7: Uh, you know, it's been good, you know, just getting to know him and stuff like that. He's, you know, he's a great guy, he's a great clubhouse guy. I'm really looking forward to, you know, playing playing this upcoming season with him. I think he's going to do nothing but good things for this team.
1: So, is Ben Gamble, what did you want to work on? When the season was over and you look back and, and you had a heck of a first year in in the big leagues with this organization, what were the, some of the things on your checklist to get ready for this spring?
7: Um, You know, I just, I kind of wanted to, you know, find that consistency and, you know, it's something that, you know, I'd worked on last year with Edgar and Bro, and fortunately we found something that, you know, I can go to a toe tap if I'm not feeling too good. I have kind of like a B swing, if you will, so... You know, just helps me compete. So I, th- I think carrying that forward and moving into this year will really, really be good.
1: What does that toe tap uh, allow you to do? Because Edgar, Edgar did the same thing.
7: Um, it just really slows me down. Um, yeah, I get so in and out of my swing sometimes with my leg kick. So it just really slows me down and just lets me compete.
1: This ball club, I think, can obviously get to the playoffs this year. You know, some different faces on the on this ball club. What do you think about uh, this ball club in two thousand and eighteen? What would you like to tell the fans about this year?
7: You know, I I think you think it's going to be a good year. You know, like I said, you know, everyone's kind of comfortable with each other, and you know, we have good chemistry out there. So, I think good things are going to happen.
1: Besides being a good guy and a heck of a player, you're a dog guy. Uh, Tell me a little bit about your dog Hank. I had a chance to meet Hank uh, at uh, in Saint Petersburg last year. Tell me a little bit about your best friend
7: uh you know he's a blast yeah he's he's uh he'll be coming yeah. up on two this year, so he's he uh a lot of personality a lot of energy definitely pretty much sums him up what kind
1: of what kind of dog is he what what's kind of breed
7: uh he's a white boxer so yeah he uh he's different looking he's got two black eyes uh, yeah, yeah we got we got lucky with him he's he's been a great dog. My girlfriend
1: has a boxer, part boxer and part something else, and he's a great dog as well. But it was great meeting Hank. And tell you what, you're going to have one heck of a year. Uh, good luck for the rest of the way this spring. It's going to be a lot of a lot of excitement for the fans in the Northwest this year. Thanks a lot for the visit. Is yes, it? Thank you. There he is, Mariners starting left fielder Ben Gamble, a 275 hitter last year, very very impressive. Our thanks for Ben joining us here on the Cactus League Report as the Mariners get ready to take on the Indians tonight here in Goodyear. Well, enjoy more Mariners baseball for less. New this year are
2: 25 BECU value games on select Sundays, weeknights, and holidays. Save big with main or club seats for 30 bucks, or select bleacher or view seats for only $15. For a full lineup of games, just check out mariners.com slash value. We are quickly approaching first pitch, Mariners and the Indians. And, uh, you know, Shannon, this is a guy, Braden Bishop, you had a chance obviously to talk to. We heard from Braden on the show. He's somebody you don't normally hear of a... Minor leaguer generating so much buzz off the field in such a good way before he even steps on the field in spring training than Braden Bishop He's simply been fantastic.
3: He really has, and I think it was a little eye-opening and heartwarming for him to put it out there and just have it come back the way it has. Now exactly 100 people have signed on to help in in, in research uh, funds for Alzheimer, be it a hit, be it a strikeout, and, and some other things for some non-players as well. So a huge impact for him off the field. As you know, Obviously, this is a very tough thing for mm-hmm. him, but he's also managing his baseball. It's been fun to watch him out there. He's a nice center fielder. He's got those wheels he's starting to feel he's a little bit older 25 right now and he says he knows that he needs to make his mark on the field right now as well but he is getting it done at every end
1: what a great kid out of the university of washington doing this he's going to raise a ton of money before the season's over and good for him this is an organization with some depth out there in the outfield we know that very well and we've seen d gordon with uh Let's just put it this
2: way, guys. Uh, Dee seems to be able to get to fly balls pretty okay so far in the Cactus League.
1: Yeah, you heard just heard Ben Gamble talk about that because I asked him about what it's going to be like and how have you helped him out. He said he's going to be just fine because <laughs> with that speed, he's going to get out there into the gap in left center field. Between Gamble in left, Dee Gordon in center, and Mitch Kanner in right field, they're going to cover pretty much every blade of grass. Now it boils down to... Just getting that experience out there, reading the ball off the bat, knowing what to do once you catch the ball. Because there's no problem with D. Gordon as far as going, getting a baseball, catching it, and basically look for Gene Segura or Robbie Cano and, and hit them, and then uh, and then it's out of his hands. But uh, Ben Gamel and Mitch Haneker will play a big part of the maturation process for D. Gordon. I mean, this guy looks fast just standing still and uh, he's going to steal a lot of bases he's going to make things happen in that leadoff spot and the other day just a few days ago shannon and Aaron, we saw him hit a, a long three-run home run onto the berman right center field in mesa against the uh, chicago cubs
3: how many are you writing down for him this year
1: yeah it's a good question over runs yeah. yeah after you saw I, that i i think he's going to have a big year with the home run ball <laughs> i think he's going to hit Oh, <laughs> oh
3: all
1: right three but his job put the ball on the ground hit line drives and run like crazy because that's that's his game and that's what he does.
3: And he's not waiting for the game to come to him. He's going at it and that's been fun to watch him in the outfield take that same approach. You almost feel like he wants to run into a wall right now. He wants to jump over a wall. He wants to make those plays.
2: Exactly. Hit the ball to me. And there's no doubt Pitching has been a phenomenal theme so far early in camp, and hopefully we'll see some more really strong pitching here today as uh, the
1: Mariners are just moments away from taking on the Indians. Exactly. In just a few moments, the Mariners take it on the Tribe. Ariel Miranda will get the start for the Mariners. It'll be his second springtime tune-up here in the Cactus League. Glad you'd join us for the Cactus League report as the Mariners get ready to take on Cleveland tonight here in Goodyear, Arizona. And for the Mariners, it is game number six. For the Cactus League season. That wraps it up. Our special guest, Ben Gamble and Jerry DePoto and also Braden Bishop. Thank you so much and stay tuned. Coming your way next, the first pitch. It's the Mariners against the Indians. So long everybody. We'll welcome back for the first pitch.